Hey, product people, welcome to the Product to Profit podcast. We're pulling back the curtain on what it's really like to scale a product-based business profitably and getting into the mindset of a seasoned buyer. I'm your coach, Kristen Fisher, a former corporate retail buyer with over 15 years of experience working for some major brands that you would definitely know, turned six-figure e-commerce store owner of my own gifting brand, Boku, and a retail strategy coach for product-based business owners, just like yourself. Inside this podcast, I have honest conversations about what's going on inside of my own business. And I'm also sharing insights to help you get inside the mindset of a buyer to start applying big retail strategies to your own small retail business. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. So today, before I dive into the episode, I want to just start by talking about the Fair Secrets Masterclass that is happening live this week, this Thursday, July 6th. So I'm going to be walking through in this masterclass actionable and proven tips to make your brand stand out and get noticed by your ideal buyers on Fair. I'm really excited about this topic. It's something you've been asking for. And I have helped, I think, every single or almost, almost every private coaching client that I've worked with on their fair strategy. And so I'm basically taking all the tips from a buyer's perspective and from my work on the brand success team side of fair, bringing them to you in this masterclass to help you really take your brand to the next level and really stand out. I'm also going to be auditing fair pages on the call. So those first 10 people that signed up got a fair audit. Those spots are already taken, but you're going to actually get to see real life examples that you can apply to your own shops page. Now, the reason that I am hosting it this week specifically is because one, it's a little bit slower for most of us, right, from a sales perspective. So you actually will have some time to take a minute and focus on what is definitely going to be a needle mover in your wholesale business. And we're about two weeks away from the fair summer market. So it's the perfect time to give a little extra love and attention to your fair page so you can get it in shape for one of the biggest sales weeks of the year on that platform. So head to the link in my show notes or go to shopboku.com and check out the retail coaching tab to get your ticket and join me. Okay, so we are officially in summer. I know that summer actually came the first day of summer was the end of June, but I think the 4th of July week like really gets you into summer mode. This is the second episode in the mini summer series where I am taking you behind the scenes step by step with what I do in my own business and really in my life too, honestly, because they kind of go hand in hand at this point during the summer months, particularly the month of July and August to prepare for holiday. So I'm going to walk you through in this episode, how I am creating a schedule that will allow me to work my goal of a maximum four days a week for six weeks between mid-July through Labor Day while I'm still preparing for holiday and getting my business ready for the busiest season. So working less, working smarter, not necessarily working harder. In last week's episode, I talked about seasons in your business. So those peaks and valleys in your sales and also with your capacity. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I'd recommend going back and checking that out episode 29, because I feel like that's a kind of a foundational thing that helps provide some context for why I decided to do this mini series to begin with, honestly. And we are in a valley right now. So for most of us, 
we are experiencing slower sales. And that typically happens during this time period. On a big retail, corporate retail scale, this is actually the sale season. So they're trying to get through all of the spring and summer inventory that hasn't really moved. They're doing a lot of sales and things like that to just clear out space so that they can prepare for the back to school and fall floor sets. On the small retail maker side, which is all of us listening, We are working on our holiday lines. We're getting our catalogs ready to pitch to the buyers. The brands are doing inventory checks and, you know, all the things. And there's always a million, million things to do at all times. And a lot of times we are doing all those million things and panicking that sales are slow, even though they're always slow this time of year, it's not necessarily doomsday. Although it can feel like that when you are really in it and you're doing all this work to work ahead, but you're also panicking that things are not selling that well right now and you feel kind of pulled, like you can't actually take a break because sales aren't great. But as business owners, it's really important to protect our own energy and create white space for ourselves. We have to give ourselves rest. And I know that it's really hard to do. I personally have a hard time doing it. I've talked about this. I love to work, but sometimes that's at a fault. (laughs) I think a lot of you probably resonate with that. It gets harder whenever you have your own business and you feel so connected to it. And when your livelihood is tied to it, right? Like that's all you can think about every day, all day. (laughs) But sometimes you have to give yourself pause so that you can make smarter, more efficient, more profitable decisions in your business. So this year, I have very intentionally created white space on my calendar for the end of July and the entire month of August. So like I said at the top of the episode, I'm working towards a schedule where I am only working four days a week at maximum. It'd be amazing if I could do three, three and a half days. I don't think that's necessarily realistic. I don't think I'm there yet. But for this year, I do think that I can make that four day a week schedule work. So I'm gonna have very minimal meetings and I'm just gonna allow myself a lot of space on my calendar for me to have mental capacity and some breathing room to do some of the things that I'm gonna be covering in this series, but also to do whatever the hell I want to do. Have some fun. I don't know, go for a walk in the middle of the day, drive to the beach. We're only like an hour and a half from the beach here where I live outside of Philly. I mean, there's a lot of things that I can do for fun that I don't necessarily prioritize whenever all I see is a mile long list. But if I'm creating this intentional space on my calendar, that is my my goal. So I want to walk through how I'm doing that. And I'll be transparent when I come back. After I take a little break, I'll come back in the fall and I'll share with you how it goes. But I had some lessons learned last summer. And so I'm taking those lessons and implementing them. And I want to share it with you in case this can inspire any of you to do the same. Even if you can't do it to the exact degree, maybe you're further along in this process than I am, in which case, you know, I always want you to DM me and tell me what your tips and secrets are. But here's what I'm doing. So the very first thing that I did was, first of all, set the intention that I wanted to do this. And I said it out loud to the people closest to me in my like business inner circle, husband, I shared that and I said, this is what I want to do. And my husband admittedly <laughs> said to me, uh, yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. And that was kind of like the motivation for me to be like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to show you that I can do this. <laughs> so I set the intention. I was like, I want to work less this summer. I actually want to enjoy my summer. And then I had to basically say, I'm putting this on my calendar. So I blocked my calendar. I said, I want to work four days a week and here's how I'm going to do it. So I looked at my schedule and I said, all right, so let's do the weeks that are a little bit more full. I'm going to try and just take Friday off entirely. 
So my goal is to work Monday through Thursday. On the weeks where I maybe can't do that because I can't take a whole day off on Friday or I want to spread things out, I'm going to do a half day on Wednesday and a half day on Friday. So I have gone ahead and blocked that off on my calendar. No meetings can happen. If I have it on my calendar, I think I'll probably stick to it. So we'll see how that goes. So I'd encourage you to do the same. Just look ahead and see, okay, are there a couple of weeks where I can do this? Even if it's not every week, can I take every other Friday off or do a half day, something like that. So I encourage you to do the same. The second thing that I did was I got some more support. So in May, I hired two new team members. So I have three people that help me remotely and an additional person who helps me every week with wrapping and boxing. And two of those though were new for the month of May. (laughs) So essentially I have one person that came on board to be more of a higher level role from a content strategy and execution perspective. And she's been really integral into this process for me being able to do this this summer. And the other person is actually in a role that I've been scared as hell to bring on to the business because it's, for one, it's me giving up a big part of the role that I'm very attached to, which is my client experience on the custom gifting side. And so I was a little nervous about that. And also just the process because the process is all in my brain and it's in Google Sheets and it's in my CRM system and it's in like 15 different places that all make sense to me when it's me, myself and I working on that part of the business. But I knew when I was looking ahead at my business growth at the beginning of the year when I was like, okay, I really need to crack through this next level of growth and I've been kind of stuck and I just need to figure this out. And one of the big things is that I recognized that I was not able able to move the business forward if it was just me on this one role. So I hired this person. She is great. We're creating a process and a system, but we have been really working on that the last couple of months. It's, it's a pretty big move and it feels a little bit scary still, but I know it's going to be really amazing during the holiday season in particular. So if you currently have support in your business, I would say You should take a look at what you have on your plate right now that you absolutely dread doing, or it takes you a really long time to do, or even that you just don't need to be doing anymore, that you're kind of holding on to and you're actually operating at a higher level or you should be operating at a higher level to to be that in that zone of genius where like only you can do certain things. There's probably some things on your plate that you could take off your plate. So if you have somebody already helping you out in your business, maybe there are some things that they could take off your plate. Or even if you have someone that's, you know, helps you pack orders or make your inventory, if it's a slower time period for them, can they maybe take some of the, the computer type work that you have, like your outreach for wholesale or, you you know, some content creation or something that they could maybe do during the slower months. So you're still maximizing and keeping them feeling fulfilled. Like they have some things, some work to do that will actually take stuff off of your plate. If you do not have any support in your business right now, I want you to think back to the last fall and holiday season or the last couple, depending on how long you've been in business and remember how you felt in those peak weeks? Did you feel like you could use an extra set of hands or another brain in your business to take some of the work off of your plate? Were you feeling super overwhelmed and drowning? Were you just like, if I just had one more person that could do fill in the blank on whatever thing that is, I'd feel a lot of relief. I'm saying that because especially in these slower time periods, it's hard to wrap your head around spending more money on something that you are like, I don't think I can afford this. Like right now, I cannot afford to bring in this person to do this thing. 
but I know in Q4, I'm going to need them desperately. And we quickly forget about that desperation feeling during, you know, the months leading up to it because we're like, oh my God, my business is not doing well and or it's slower than I thought it would be. And I don't know what's going to happen in holiday. And then every holiday rolls around and you're insanely busy. So the reason I say go back and think about how you felt in holiday, because this is the exact moment in your business where you actually want to do the hiring because you're a little bit slow, you have the time to hire properly, find the right person, and you can bring them on board and really get them up and running so that by the time fall rolls around, you have them operating like a machine and they're trained before you get crazy busy. So that is for people who have a business that has been running for a couple years and you're you feel confident with your profit and how much money you're going to have coming down the pipeline. Don't do this if you are brand new and you're just like, I just want someone to help me. You need to do this very smart. I hate when I hear people say hire before you're ready. Sometimes it's more, sometimes that can apply. Let me back up. Sometimes that can apply if you are maybe holding yourself back, like you're mentally nervous about it and you're afraid to let go, but your business actually is ready because you're kind of busting at the seams. That's whenever you're ready. But when I when people say that and they maybe financially are not ready for it, that is where I, I draw the line. I say, nope, don't hire before you're financially ready from a long-term perspective, okay? If you really do not have the budget for support right now or in Q4, if you know that you are just in that growth phase and you're just not quite ready to bring somebody on, what I would encourage you to do is to look at what you are doing that is not moving the needle in your business and just needs to go. Like what can come off of your plate entirely and never return or what can come off of your plate and return when you have some support in your business? Because if you're doing something you know, in your business right now, just because you have a competitor that you know does that, but they maybe have five or 10 people helping them to do it, then you're setting yourself up for burnout or failure. And you could just be leaving something really profitable that actually moves the needle like by the wayside. So I'd encourage you to just look at what you're doing that can come off your plate. And maybe this is just something for the summer where you take it off your plate for the summer and you come back to it when things are busier because you can't always be doing all the things all the time. So that's my kind of recommendation on getting support in your business and having a game plan for how to start taking some things off of your plate to free you up. The next two things kind of tie into that support that I got. And so I'm gonna walk through those. So the third thing that I've been doing has been really fine tuning my processes. So Partly this is because I've hired people and I've had, I've been forced to, I've had to really look at how things are or are not working in my business and the role that I play in that. So I've had to really take accountability for some of the inefficiencies in my business and not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes we just get so busy that it's like, you know what, I can just do this with my eyes closed. I don't have to be super organized because in my brain it's organized. You know, all my spreadsheets aren't perfectly filled out, but I know in my brain where, you know, where I'm at with all these other things or, you know, I'm making that up as an example, but that happens when it's, you know, me, myself and I. But as you grow, that does not fly and you hit those ceilings and you're like, okay, now it's time to get a process in my business. So 
I have been really looking at that this entire year because, and I've shared this on the podcast, like I just, I hit that ceiling and I was kind of like, oh, okay, I am causing, I'm kind of the bottleneck on some of these um, areas of my business and I need to bring people in that can support me specifically on that. And I got clear on exactly what type of person and what I wanted their role to look like so that when I was hiring, I was really clear on who I was looking for and what they were going to be doing for me. So this honestly, I think is just the first step in hiring people. So you can see where you're the bottleneck in your business and what type of outsourcing the support would actually make the biggest impact for you because we are not all one and the same. What works for me might not work for you and vice versa. So for me, I've been really looking at what's working and what's not, what type of process could be put into place and really getting it down on paper. I'm currently implementing a new CRM system that's really going to be instrumental in streamlining the process, automating things, really getting a clear view to all of my SOPs and the way I each project has different steps that you can just rinse and repeat every time. And it's going to make such a big difference. And in just really having my workflow be streamlined. So that has been a major project that I've been working on in conjunction with onboarding new team members. So for you, wherever stage you're at, I think it's a good time to relook at how the business is functioning right now, because maybe what worked six months ago or 12 months ago for you might not be working. You outgrow with each stage in your business, you outgrow these different systems that you put in place. And sometimes you need to just really level it up or you need to kind of clean it up or you need to make it more efficient. So that is something that I've been working on to help me feel more streamlined and alleviated from the chaos in the summer to set me up for success as well in holiday. So that has been huge. The last thing I've been working on, and this is this has been a big thing, is batching my work. So I have been trying so hard to work in batches. I think people talk about batching content a lot. Um, And so you're probably really familiar with that, like batching social media posts and reels and doing all of them all at one time. So you're kind of having a forward view to your business and like getting one thing done at one time. Another way to look at it is doing similar types of work at one time so that you're batching like work. So it's kind of like content, but it could apply to a lot of different things. Like uh, if you're um, a designer and you're designing your notepad designs, I'm making this up, and you know you have six coming up, you do those at one time, then you'd move on to your cards that have that same type of aesthetic if it's part of a collection and you'd work on the like item so that your brain can kind of think about one thing at a time and it makes you more productive. So I find I do find this really hard to do sometimes because I want to just get all the things off of my list like there are urgent things to do. So it's hard for me to sit down and and do like forward thinking work sometimes whenever I feel super busy, but it does feel so freaking good when it's done. So for example, right now I am batching these summer series podcast episodes at one time, and then I'm going to have all of my July podcast episodes done. Simultaneously, I have been recording a bunch of interviews with guests that are going to go live for you in Q4 or Q3, Q4. It's going to be really amazing because I'm going to be able to go into my busy holiday season, but still know that I'm bringing awesome content for you guys to listen to. So I'm really kind of killing myself right now, to be honest, with a lot of interviews, a lot of podcast scheduling, things like that. But it's going to be just such a relief for me knowing that I have that kind of done and set whenever I go into the holiday time period. It's really like looking at your repeatable tasks 
and looking at how you can do a bunch of those at one time to kind of set yourself up. So even if you only could take off three weeks or reduce your work schedule for three or four weeks for the summer. What are some things like your email marketing, for example, or, you know, things that you can do, you can batch out and just be like, okay, I'm going to get this done so I can kind of set it and forget it and alleviate yourself from having to touch it every single week or every other week. So trying to work a little bit further in advance. It feels uncomfortable, honestly, because you're going to cram a bunch of things into a shorter period of time, but then you're going to feel that like, ah, that like relief and that breath of fresh air whenever you have space on your calendar where you don't have to do the tasks that can really drain and drown us, especially if you don't have people on your team. So I have people on my team, but they're not doing everything. I'm still doing a lot. And side note, I decided to have a second business, which is the coaching business. And I love it so much, but it's a totally different business. So I'm juggling a lot of balls and I was like, okay, I'm at this point where I need to be working more efficiently to create the space on my calendar so that I actually can have some room to breathe in the summer. So these are really the four things I've been doing to give myself white space to recharge and work on holiday or really the second half of the year. So I'm going to recap them for you. And I would encourage you to try and do the same in your business if you can, even if you can take a small part of this to give yourself a little bit of relief so that you can take advantage of the slower time period to allow yourself to rest and also work ahead. So the first thing is set that intention that you're going to work whatever schedule makes sense for you and put it on your calendar. Block your calendar, say it out loud, tell the people around you so that they can support you and encourage you to stick to that. Like tell your business friend about it your partner, your virtual assistant, if whoever it is, get some accountability, say it out loud, put it on the calendar. The second thing, get support and or probably both things would be my uh, advice. It's what I'm doing. Remove things from your plate. So get support and remove things from your plate that are not actually moving the needle in your business that don't need to happen, that it's like your business isn't going to like disintegrate in front of you if you stop doing the one thing that you do every single week that you're like, I don't I don't actually see the return on this. Take some things off your plate. The third thing, evaluate all the processes in your business and identify where you might be the bottleneck in your business so that you can make smarter decisions and you can look at bringing on some more support. So this is kind of like a double a double thing. So evaluating your process, get some people in to help you. And the fourth thing is batch your work. So whether that's content, whether that's designing your product, whether that is identifying one day a week where you do your email outreach and you know that that's just happening, you know, once a week, whatever those that could look like in your business to make your business more streamlined and efficient, that's what I recommend. So let me know how this feels for you. Let me know if this resonates, if you find any value in this episode. Feel free to DM me. I have changed my Instagram handle because there's something kind of coming in the fall that I'll announce in a couple of weeks. My Instagram handle is now at Kristen Fisher Coaching. Message me if you have any questions about this process, like what I'm doing in my business. I'm happy to share more. Or if you just want to share your goal and have that accountability and tag me, I can help hold you accountable too, because I feel like we sometimes just have to say it publicly so that we hold ourselves accountable. So stay tuned for next week's episode. It's part three. I'm going to be talking more about in the next couple of episodes, really planning for holidays. So the financial component, the 
opportunities in white space in your business, how I go about looking about that for my own business, and really planning out my holiday game plan. And don't forget, please join me for the Fair Secrets Masterclass this week. It's going to be so much fun live, lots of high value. If you're listening to this after the fact, after the July 6th, 2023, you can still catch the replay through the link in the show notes. I hope you have a great week and I will talk with you next Monday. All right. That's all I've got for you today. I am so glad that you're here. If you are loving the show, I would be beyond grateful if you would just take a minute to rate and review this podcast just to help spread the word. Now there's something in it for you too, as a little thank you. If you leave a review, share a screenshot or just share the show to your stories and tag me at product to profit coach on Instagram. You'll be entered to win my new monthly giveaway where you'd win a hot seat coaching call with me. You'd have the option to record it live on this podcast, which not only would be so much fun, but would also give your amazing brand some visibility and you a quick win. So thank you again for tuning in. I hope that you absolutely crush your sales this week.